Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last Sunday's 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that prayer and obedience are the foundation of love. The second reading shows us that Jesus saves completely. The gospel reveals Jesus's idea of religion as love of God and man. This week, show your family that love, not ritual, dominates your actions. Take the time to look at those in your family, work and school, 
and determine the ones whom you have great difficulty loving. This week, lift them up in a daily prayer and make an effort to show them love in the form of meeting their needs. Love is a decision, and it is time for you to decide to love God and all your fellow men. I answered that. I don't feel I have difficulty loving anyone right now. I will pray more for those who I see are self-centered, including myself at times. What did you learn from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken, in one of his old books, Prayer and Obedience are the Foundation of Love. In his application, I didn't study during the, the week. I didn't do my daily quiet time on my trip. I wasn't obedient to the Lord in my relationship, and my relationship suffered until I got home and got back into prayer and study of his word. And I answered that to love God is all wrapped up in loving his son, Jesus, because they are but one God. I do that by spending quiet time with him and telling him I love him and want to love others the way he loves me. He is patient and kind to me. He waits till I am ready to handle the unconfessed sins I have. I know he loves me because he is always there for me. His spirit testifies on his behalf and reminds me of all Jesus did and said when walking this earth in the flesh. My application, constantly tell him I love him and will do whatever he asks me in his word. Listen attentively to his spirit within me while reading and pondering his word. This Sunday is the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 12, 38 to 44. In the course of his teaching, he said, be on guard against the scribes who like to parade around in their robes and accept marks of respect in public. From seats in the synagogues, in places of honor at banquets. These men devour the savings of widows and recite long prayers for appearance sake. It is they who will receive the severest sentence. Taking a seat opposite the treasury, he observed the crowd putting money into the collection box. Many of the wealthy put in sizable amounts, but one poor widow came and put in two small copper coins worth a few cents. He called his disciples over and said to them, I want you to observe that this poor widow contributed more than all the others who donated to the treasury. They gave him their surplus wealth, but she gave from her want all that she had to live on. The word of the Lord. The questions of what did Jesus say you were to beware? The scribes who like to parade around their robes and accept marks of respect in public. What goes before honor? 
Proverbs 15:33 says, humility goes before honor. What do the scribes that look for places of honor do to the widow? And what will happen to them? They devour the savings of the widows and they will receive the severest sentence. What did Jesus observe? He observed the crowd putting money in the collection box. And what did many of the rich do? Many of the wealthy put in sizable amount. What do the rich and poor have in common? Proverbs 22, 2 says, Rich and poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. What did a poor widow do? Mark 12, 42. She put in two small copper coins worth a few cents. After calling his disciples, what did Jesus say to them about the poor widow? Mark 12, 43. He told them, this poor widow contributed more than all the others who donated to the treasury. From what did Jesus say the rich contributed? From their surplus wealth. And from what did this poor widow contribute? She gave from her want all that she had to live on. When giving, what must be there to be acceptable to the Lord? 2 Corinthians eight twelve says, The willingness to give should accord with one's means, not go beyond them. What happens to those who give to the poor? Proverbs 28, 27 says, He who gives to the poor suffers no want, but he who ignores them gets many a curse. And Matthew 10, 42 says, And I promise you that whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these lowly ones, because he is a disciple, will not want for his reward. The personal question, in what way have you taken something that you need and given it to someone less fortunate? Examine yourself to see if your giving is from your surplus or from your need. Repent where needed. Attend the sacrament of reconciliation to receive the grace from the sacrament and pray for the ability to change and to begin to give from your need. Deacon can answer this. I give of myself and my time whenever someone is hurting. I believe the Lord will always protect me. In another book he wrote, I gave some very nice shirts and sweaters to the poor this week. Most of my wealth, like clothes or money, is from my surplus. My time and my effort are from my poverty. I have found out by experience that you cannot outgive God. I find myself being able to give less and less of my time, body, and strength due to my illness. Yet while I am doing his work, he keeps me functioning. He takes care of all our financial needs at home, and he provides wonderful benefactors to finance our ministry. And I answered that personal question. I have been giving from my future support and started living not for my retirement, but for the organizations that promote the gospel. My church, St. Dismas Guild, 
the pro-life ministries. I listen to the Holy Spirit and give to those on the street when he prompts me. I need to be on God that I do not let the money I have get into the wrong hands, but be used for the good of others and use the talents the Lord has given me for the upbuilding of the church and those outside of the church. The psalm this week is Psalm 146, 7 to 10. The Lord keeps faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who were bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. The fatherless and the widow he sustains. But the way of the wicked he thwarts. The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, through all generations. Alleluia. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, the Lord sets the captives free. His application, by humbly loving others in Jesus' name. This kind of love empowers others to become free. I am free because I know that I am loved by Christ. And I answered the psalm. He will always be there for me and feeds me through his word and the sacraments. He sets me free through the sacrament of reconciliation and gives me sight through his word and strength and healing through the Eucharist. He comes to me and speaks to me through his all-powerful word. He sustains me and protects me as a widow. He shall reign forever in my heart. My application, attend the sacrament of reconciliation, receive Eucharist daily or as often as I can, and read and meditate on the readings of the day before attending Mass and obey his every word. The commentary. In this gospel passage, Jesus makes a series of charges against the Jewish leader, religious leaders. These leaders walked around in flowing robes in which they could neither hurry or work, and which were the sign of the leisurely man of honor. Scripture tells us that the Jews were wore tassels at the edge of their outer robe. These tassels were to remind them that they were people of God. Jesus again exposes the impure motives of these religious leaders. They received no official pay, so they depended upon the hospitality extended by devout Jews. Some of them used this custom to exploit people, cheating the poor out of everything they had, and even taking advantage of the rich. Their spirituality was an act of, to gain respect, status, and recognition. Jesus warned the people against the teachers of religion who loved to appear holy, but in reality were phonies. True followers of Christ are not distinguished by showy talents or acts. Reading the Bible, praying in public, or following church rituals can be phony if the motive for doing them 
is to be noticed or honored. We must always remember that how we live is really what we believe. So let your actions be consistent with your beliefs. We must always live for Christ, even when no one is looking. Jesus tells the people that the punishment of the religious leaders would be greater because as leaders, they carried great responsibility in shaping the faith of the people. The petty rules, greed, and impure motives led many people astray. And sadly, we see that happen far too often in our times and in many nations. Jesus closes the passage by telling us that when we give, it is not how much we give that counts but it is how much of a sacrifice it takes. The poor woman only gave a fraction of what others gave, but it was out of the funds that she needed to survive that she gave, not out of what was surplus. God is calling all of us to give just as the poor widow gave, as shown in today's gospel. Our application this week, the first reading tells us that God will provide for us in the most unexpected ways. The second reading shows that there is no greater friend than one who lays down his life for us. The gospel reveals to us that real religion is what we live as well as what we say. This week, let your spirituality show not in the way you dress, speak, or sing. Let it show in your actions. This week, do something beautiful for God and give of your time, talent, or your money to do God's work. Remember, I did not say do what you always do. I say do something different, something special. Whatever you do, whatever you give, let it really be an experience of sacrifice. Your gift of giving begins with your heart. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. Thank you for you always being there for us. Help us to be generous givers. Help us to give from our heart. Give out of love for others. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.